uh, interestingly to give you a very brief is a lot of monks prepare mandalas collectively by using a lot of sands and all colored sands and powders they spend days to make it and the days they complete it they just wipe it off with a broom the context is nothing is permanent in this world okay they they spend a lot of time they make beautiful design like like you would not even want to anyone look at it with with evil eyes to kind of uh, make sure that it is intact and the beauty remains with it but then as soon as it is completed they just wipe it off yeah and that was a very interesting thing that i got to know about it it and hurts just actually, while listening to that you it know it hurts <laughs> it actually hurts but then it gave a lot of kind of perspective to me that yes nothing it is the fact we have to accept the fact that whether it is sorrows whether it is happiness or whether it is our own existence nothing is permanent Hey this is your host Manakshi Shivaswa also known as my boho voice and I welcome you to another amazing episode of Inspiring Explorers and as the name suggests Inspiring Explorers is all about inspiring you with the inspiring life journeys of some of the most successful personalities from around the world and they also share with us some interesting travel experiences that are not limited to sightseeing for this episode of Inspiring Explorers we have an inspiring explorer who wears multiple hats and is a very amazing friend of mine Mayank Agarwal a financial consultant in the big four firms by the day and a multipreneur by night yes you heard that right he is not an entrepreneur but a multipreneur with multiple startups running parallelly along with his day job and in every 6 or 12 months if you re-meet him he'd be doing something new hence rightly known by the name of defocused consultant Some of Mayank's current things that he's doing include his day job of a financial consultant, running an NGO by the name of Bitweekan, being actively a part of Shunya Experiences, a speaker, artist, art exhibitor, as well as Mandla Art Instructor. He's also the founder of Ajna Organics, a brand dedicated to his love for scented candles and organic products, and he's also a tattoo artist now. And before we start this episode let me tell you that you can watch all my inspiring explorer episodes on my YouTube channel named My Boho Voyage spelled as M Y B O H O V O Y A G E or you can listen to them on Spotify Apple Podcast and Google Podcast Geo Savan just search for inspiring explorers on the apps and you'll find the show also all the links are mentioned in the description box below so let me welcome our amazing guest for today Mayank Agarwal Welcome to Inspiring Explorers Mayank super super excited you, to have you so am i like after a long time we are connecting like this and uh, finally let's see what this session has for me and for both of us and for everybody who's going to watch and listen to it yes yes wonderful so sabse pehle mayank i would like to ask you that you wear multiple hats like multiple multiple hats and we want to know first that what all things do you do like a list of because mm. there's not just one thing that you're doing in your journey it's not just that you're just an artist or just running an ngo or just you know running a, an art shop or you know now you're doing multiple new things so what all all together i want to know all the things that you're doing all the startups that you've started so first of all i think the most interesting part about me is different people think that i am into something different so huh. they think that professionally i am doing something else as per them say for example a lot of my family member also think that i am a full time artist whereas my day job is uh, as a financial consultant with a one or with, with one of the big four firms mm. so primarily to give you a insight i am a financial risk consultant with one of the big four accounting firms that's my day job that's give me kind of liberty to carry on 
all my passions because yes survival is necessary so that's where all the breads and all come from and i try to utilize my time into several other things um, so it how it actually started so i come from a very small town in uttar pradesh uh, it's actually still a village it is not declared as a town area yet so i come from that area where primarily people get into some very limited domains of life either some of them will land up into uh, doing business of their own some of them will be doing like mainstream engineering or they'll be pursuing their chartered accountancy or some something very very basic that's there and it was very hard to find anyone around me who was doing something interesting so how it actually started was i fortunately had my parents who were kind of very keen on my education so until then uh, and parallelly parallel to education they they were really attached to me so they were not kind of willing to send me over for education till anywhere in the country apart from like 15 kilometers from my home town hmm. so what the plan was uh, my mom also studied in nenital so she planned that uh, i should be going to nenital for my education the school that i studied in uh, was one of the top 10 schools of india when when i went there i found people coming in like from various kind of diverse location they were carrying on their passions differently some were into sports some were into arts again these might appear a uh, very very standard to someone but then for a person coming from that kind of a background these were very very appealing so how it actually started was um, until 10th i would say interestingly i had never practiced art i used to take help of my mom i used to take help of my cousin sister to complete all of those project uh, art projects and all but then i never did it myself when i went into 11th standard i do had a fine hand at it and how do i actually know it is um, i was always interested into biology classes so making all those <laughs> biology diagrams and all I, i was kind of pretty proficient in them that i was not confident enough to uh, take that forward as my full time passion or anything like that so how it started was when i went there i saw work of one of my juniors i was really inspired he is an amazing artist and then i saw a lot of other fellow students who were doing great work at art arts so i've never really seen those kind of arts and fortunately we had a great phd teacher in our school who used to teach art so that's where my interest started then so i did some random stuff and by the time uh, my 12th standard was about to complete i was losing out my, on my interest in studies i was never interested in studies actually i was interested in all sort of other activities that were happening and and that was basically i was seeing finding everything that was new around so so i was always interested in whether should i be going into music or arts or something different altogether i knew that i'm not a sports person you can see that uh, my my physics says so i so i'm not a, much into sports or fitness so but but i was always interested into extracurricular activities after my 12th i thought that i should be probably choosing out for a design course but then coming again from that sort of a background uh i did not get a lot of confidence and kind of support from uh, my family member who were acting as a guiding force for me i ended up doing my bcom honors from delhi university i also started my chartered accountancy which was again a hardcore professional finance related course i left it midway because i knew that by the time <laughs> I, i would be ending up doing my ca i would lose out on the other parallel things which were of much more interest so i quit my ca i think that was one of my best decisions Hmm. because i was able to take away take take along a lot of other passions that i had uh, when i was in college fortunately i got several opportunities and there is where my art journey started so we had a program with uh, 
United Kingdom Academics uh, Division, which is by the name Yukiri, um, a program where we had an exchange program with a lot of uh, college students that were coming from the UK. Uh, it was a cultural exchange program where I was asked to display one of some of my paintings in my college. So my college organized a small exhibition for me, which got inaugurated by then Chief Minister Sri Dixit, which was very, very motivating for me. Wow. So that's where it started. A lot of appreciation coming in. And I, th- I always believe that appreciation is the best form of motivation. So a lot of, I, I got a lot of motivation there. And then parallel to it, another consecutive event happened where uh, a limited bunch of students were invited to Rashtrapati Bhavan. So I was uh, uh, one of them. So I consider myself still very lucky and, and I still cherish that day where I was there in the Rashtrapati Bhavan because of my involvement into cultural activities. Oh, yeah. So that was really a pride moment for me. And then, uh, and that's where I was able to give my family also a lot of validation. They were always worried. Why, mm. why, what will I actually be doing? Uh, why is someone who is very sorted with studies, he can do very well with uh, whatsoever domain he wants, want to end up or land up into somewhere, some, some sort of a field which is not that safe. So I gave them a lot of validations that uh, I, I do not think that uh, whatsoever milestone I have achieved in the domain of finance or business, I would have been able to meet the president of India. So, so I gave them that validation because of art, I was able to do that. I, I was able to see a lot of celebrities. It was again, very appealing to me. And that's, wow. that actually gave me a lot of encouragement that I should be doing something in that domain. So that's where my art journey started. Wow. So making art is one thing, but how did you turn into an art instructor taking mandala workshops? I never imagined that, that I would turn into an art instructor. And again, I had a lot of, of fear around me. I, I was always uh, someone who was very introvert. I was uh, someone who could uh, just shiver on the stage like anything. Mm-hmm. I was very hesitant of cameras. I still am though, though, but I know that I the only way I can cater this fear is by facing that fear. So that, mm-hmm. that's something positive about me. So how it started was someone reached. I, I actually, I, I, a short story before that. So I was working on an art-based platform uh, back in 2014. Mm. So it, it was a project where we were trying to collaborate with all the artists to kind of provide workshops, to sell their paintings. And, and it, was, it was a great product that we were coming up. At least, by my, uh, at least by my perspective, it was a great product. Every co-founder or founder says that. We had a team of people. Uh, so they, they also just had completed their graduation. And after that, they had a little bit of plans better or, or I would say that the safer plans they, they could see. So they started with their plans and took a pause here because it was not going anywhere because we were lacking on the technical front. So what happened was at that point of time, I knew someone who was organizing art workshops in Delhi. Mm. Art workshops now is a very common concept, but back yeah. in 2014, it was something which was 2014, 2015, which was very, very surprising for anyone where people could not believe that they could learn a art form within a span of a few hours mm. and also the fee associated was pretty high people mm. were always thinking that they will ideally i have they, would, they will have to ideally go for an art course which will be at, at least a six month or a three month course and then they'll be able to grasp some understanding there but someone in delhi came up uh, with this project where they were able to impart this knowledge uh, of art by the mediums of workshop and the end results were really amazing like people were actually learning all those arts they were able to showcase what they made within a very short span of time and with set of limited guidance 
So that was running. Uh, that was a well-running project. So I reached out to that guy. I I messaged him on Facebook that hey, I want to meet. I have a pretty decent project with me, and I'm just that I'm not able to pursue it alone. Um, and I'm I'm happy to hand it over to you. Would you like to take that forward? So we had a brief meeting. I told him about the project and all. By the time I was, uh, or over the time when I was actually explaining him about the project, he had a time to run through my social media profile. So he went there and uh, saw some of my works, and then he went, over the meeting he said that Mayank, like, let's take a pause here. Um, let let's take this part a little separate. Whether or not we'll be able to kind of take this project forward or not, or whether or will I be actually taking that project from you? Tell me if you will be able to organize a workshop for me. So mm-hmm. that's where I started. So I did not want to say no because yeah, that opportunity was really exciting. I will get to I I will actually and the major driving force for me that I will eventually get something uh, where I'll be able to face my fear. I was never a public speaker. I I had that kind of uh, fear in me, like deep deep fear in me, where I was always shivering whenever it came to like speaking to people. So I knew that somewhere it can only be handled if I start doing that. So. I said yes. I delivered my first session for a group of like fifteen people. It went amazing, and that again gave me a lot of confidence in myself. And uh, I do not know from where that at that point of time the journey of organizing workshops never stopped. So I started taking workshops for different kind of uh, festivals. Some of the major ones of India, like Kalagoda, uh, FFX, Shunya, a lot of other. Corporate workshops were there where I I used to tell them about the basics of arts and. they were able to take along something in the form of something that they had created by themselves in a very short span of time so they, that gave them a lot of self belief just like what art gave to me so they were really happy and that gave a lot of boom i started at a point of time where there were very limited artists who were delivering workshops parallelly i started a wellness range of product with some of my friends i was always fascinated about aroma again out of out of a lot of fascination so i was always attracted towards aromas and also i was assisting them um i started this project with four of my friends where we were selling a range of wellness products uh, it was uh, a lot of handmade stuff which again caught eyes of a lot of good brands we collaborated on b2b's and b2c levels it's still uh, running uh, very well so that's another wing that i have Yeah, I think these are some of the things that are there. Parallel, in parallel to it, I have been. I told you that I have been part of some major art festivals where I assisted some of them in terms of organizing them as well. I I have done wall graffitis. I have exhibited uh, my painting there and there. Yeah, at one of my exhibitions at the art center. Again, that I call that as an achievement for myself because when I came to Delhi, I was. I started visiting some of these centers, and I was always wondering what would be these kind of people who have achieved this milestone of displaying that their work at this premium space. And finally, after years, I was able to do that myself. So I'm really proud of myself, and I, I'd like to clap for myself. So each one of us should be <laughs> yes. clapping for ourselves, at least. So that's one thing uh, about myself. I, I I try to praise myself a lot because yeah, I lack that on people's front at times. So I never mind doing that. So that's another thing. Um, I think the list is not going to stop if you talk about like minor, <laughs> minor, minor things that are there. I I have been part of other different consultancy projects. A lot of startups. Uh, on, I have been consulting them uh, on the grounds of marketing and all. Uh, a lot of things are there. Yeah, the list is. Not <laughs> one thing that I would add. 
yeah also apart from all that you're doing i'm sure there's something new so what's that new something that you're doing i every time matlab jo bhi hota hai kuch na kuch naya chal raha hota hai the latest news something that i can give to you is i recently started a tattoo making course tattoo so, making wow sahi hai wow that's something i'm really fascinated like i'm really excited when it's actually going to end up and when i'll actually get to make my own first tattoo on someone and on myself as well so, so you're going to I'm like start a studio on that like an art uh, tattoo not, studio like, i do not i have actually stopped planning things okay i do not plan things a lot i, I if, even if i do i make very short term plans uh initially i used to be a person where i made ten year plans that art age this i'll be doing this but covid has taught us a lot of things Mm. plans don't get actually executed the way we think yeah. so i've stopped planning them i go with the flow and the best part is even if they do not get executed i do not get disturbed by by them so mm. i am okay with whatever is happening i just want to be happy and i think that's um, that's how we all should be we should be planning things but we should never be disappointed if they do not get executed because plans often very often do get uh, disturbed by different other external factors that are there exactly. and and not just external factors we at times are not in the mood ourselves uh, to we we start with a different zeal but then we speak a lot about it lose out of half of our energy while speaking about those projects to different people and then um over the time we lose out on the interest as well it is okay to lose out on that interest why did we actually start doing that project is the question we started thinking about that project because eventually we wanted to feel happy about it but then execution or non execution of that project if that is giving give some sort of a guilt that is again opposite of happiness which was the prime goal if you are still satisfied by something that has happened or not happened it your purpose is served the eventual goal was to be satisfied with whatever it is yeah we have to be happy and that should be our ultimate goal that is so true So you told us about a lot of things, Mayank, which are amazing and exciting. And there's a lot of things that you couldn't still fit in all of this conversation because <laughs> there's so many things that you do. So I would like to ask you one thing: that how do you manage your time, like with job plus multiple parallel things? Like, uh, ek side hustle wali baat is different, but when you are like doing multiple parallel things, so multiple side hustles with job, how do you manage time? एक्चुअली देखा जाए तो ना इट्स अ स्टेट ऑफ माइंड सब लोग कुछ ना कुछ मैनेज कर रहे हैं देर आर अलॉट ऑफ थिंग यू मैनेज योर स्लीप विद योर डे रूटीन हम लोग मतलब बस वो एक एक माइंड में वो बना हुआ है ना कि इतनी सारी चीजें कैसे हो पाई तो वो स्टेट ऑफ माइंड को ही हम कैरी करते रहते हैं अपनी लाइफ में वैसे देखा जाए तो अपने ना हर चीज का अपना टाइम है मतलब ब्रेकफास्ट भी आप मैनेज कर रहे हो ना कितना भी काम है लंच मैनेज कर रहे हो डिनर मैनेज कर रहे हो उठना नहाना धोना मैनेज कर रहे हो इफ यू काउंट द डे टू डे एक्टिविटीज दउंट इज एक्चुअली एंडलेस इतनी सारी चीजें आप एक्चुअली मैं मैनेज ऑलरेडी कर रहे हो ये वाली चीजों से हम बस डर जाते हैं कि प्रोफेशनली जो दूसरों को जो दिख रहा है ना बहुत सारे लोगों को जो अलग से दिख रहा है वो अगर हम बार बार देखते हैं तो वहां पर एक हमारा थॉट तो चलता रहता है कि हम लोगों को बहुत प्रोफिशियंसी लेके आनी है या कोई अगर देख रहा है तो मैं उसको उसको विजुअली ना बहुत सब कुछ ऑर्गेनाइज देखना चाहिए तो वहां पर हम लोग थोड़ा सा डर जाते हैं कि हमें मल्टी अगर हम कर रहे हैं ना बहुत वो कहते हैं ना कि दर्स्यूट ऑफ परफेक्शन वाला जो है perfectionism is actually very very toxic i think that uh, every one of us is an excellent manager by default we do have a lot of things in our daily corners we, we do a lot of things in the day we already are managers i think this is just a state of mind that something 
else which appears like which is visually available for others to watch if some if something of that sort is there we get worried whether we will be able to do justice to it or not that scares us and that's where we bring in the perspective of whether or not we'll be able to manage that thing or not we already are great managers i think every it starts right from our childhood it's just the state of mind that it is difficult to manage things the main answer to what you have just asked that how am i actually able to do those things is having proper time management to it say for example i have ngo as one of the things that i have to work on uh, it actually isn't like a scene that i have to work on in my ngo on a day to day basis i i know that if i work on saturdays or sundays for that matter if i plan my two hours to three hours i'll be able to do that similarly if i have to work on my uh, say art project again i can have weekend for myself and then uh, say for example if i have a running business for myself i know that spending an hour or two daily based on a daily basis isn't that difficult we try to visualize that how to fit in such grand things in our daily routine when we are already so tired by a lot of things i think the main tiredness that we get is by thinking nothing tires you more than the mental things that are going in our uh, going on around us or in our body so we think a lot that tires us a lot i think the best way is to take a chill pill and uh, be relaxed about things and we cannot crib about the shortage of time 24 hours is a long long time it's a very long time actually say for example i give you a basic scenario average sleep that one should be having nowadays which doctors also say is 6 to 7 hours if i reduce that from 24 hours i get around 17 hours with myself right 17 hours i did i 8 hours of a job shift plus say for example an hour or two in the traveling i reduce that hour 17 minus 10 is 7 hours daily chorus activities breakfast lunch dinner subtract 2 hours right and uh, you still have 5 hours 5 hours is is like a grand time with yourself after like having your uh, like uh, spare time for your sleeps for all your other needs for your uh, daily chorus activities for your work in 5 hours you can probably watch two movie the movies actually right that's a big big time how do you actually utilize those 5 hours is on to now it all depends upon how passionate about your thing about your things you actually are if you are passionate probably you can reduce your sleep or sleep cycle by an hour or two though it is highly not recommended and it is manageable i think but uh, if you have your things you will have to manage your but and even if you're not doing things like like i said in the previous part it is all about being happy if you are happy by not doing anything that is also fine why do you have to do those things which are kind of troubling you the goal is to be happy if any by doing anything we are just get landing up in the scenario where we are troubling ourselves that we are not able to do so the purpose is difficult the purpose is not money the purpose is happiness for anyone for that matter right and and it it may differ for some personal circumstances say for example someone is going through the scenarios where a finance is a, a very important need their scenarios get uh, completely changed right where then when your priorities change you all those five hours are actually meant to be worked hard upon your goals then you can't be cribbing about shortage of time because actually there isn't there, this is just a state of that is so true and the actual goal is happiness that is true if you are going to torture yourself for that then 
and if you're not happy you you cannot do it it's like your right. job that you don't love <laughs> so you'll have to right. find things that you love <laughs> i think that statement is is a little uh, controversial we, we we often are a part of job that we don't love but then again yeah we have to realize why are we doing things like beyond asking like what are we actually doing we should always be asking why we are actually doing things yeah exactly we often lose out on time time is the most precious things we all know that i am not the first one who is saying that so you'll have to understand and plan your time and uh, make yourself eventually you are responsible for your own happiness or sadness for that matter to so perfection ke piche nahi daudna hai process ko jo aap jo jitna enjoy kar rahe ho aap usko enjoy karo that is true that is so true and time management if somebody wants to learn then mayank is the best person to know, you know learn time management <laughs> from <laughs> like he says it so easily but he is doing a like way too many things like he mentioned that some people know him for something some others know him for something else so that's how it is you have like more than five or six things that you are doing together all together bas test se ho raha hai So yeah, I'll mention all the links of Mayank's multiple things that he's doing. So the links will be in the description box below. Do go check them out. So your Instagram, uh, Mayank, is T Focused Consultant. So could you explain that name to us? Um, it goes very literally with the meaning T Focused Consultant. T uh, Focused is basically someone who is not focused. I do not like being focused. I I don't think people who are either focused have achieved great things. at least by being deep focused i have been in a state of phase where i do not regret about things and i think one of the biggest regret that people have in life is that they have not done something at a particular stage of time which they could have actually done say for example i land up at the age of 40 or 50 i do not want to crib about hey i did not learn guitar at that point of time or probably i could have uh, made some artwork or could i uh, I, i could have probably followed some other passion of mine i do not want to i never wanted to kind of regret i have or end up into that scenario where i regret about things i do everything that comes into your mind i i i do anything at every point of time i am really really random and that is why people start calling me deep, deep focus and i took that to to really to pride in getting known as deep focus because i was always important at so mayank you were also one of the speakers of ffx which is one of my favorite festivals i really enjoy it so how was that experience so ffx was a unique festival in itself i got to know about it back in 2018 uh, i saw an instagram ad where a lot of interesting things were going to happen at a particular festival in the month of february of 2020 uh, i i was very really amused about how can someone be like curating such an amazing festival for at, at such a grand scale with such 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 sort of diverse set of speakers and coincidentally i do not know what happened someone from the team reached out that hey if you would like to facilitate a mandala workshop there for the bunch of people and i said that why not actually i i would love to be a part of such amazing festival and when i went there i got to know that this was a bunch of like 300 people who were super talented in whatsoever they were doing like they were crazy bunch of startup founders musicians uh music directors filmmakers like like really diverse set of people and you get to interact with them understand what uh their journey was you got a lot of zeal and mot- motivation a lot of things that were kind of stuck into your mind as endurances you got a lot of clarity on them so they they kind of pretty well structured the whole festival 
I was there as a Mandala art instructor there. Uh, fortunately, I was able to impart this knowledge to some of the great peoples as well. They were doing great things and so till now I have been kind of getting their messages again, which is a lot of validation to yes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing something that is as crazy that some of my very close one thinks that to be. But yeah, I, I, I am really happy that I got connected to this festival. Uh, so let's just like FFX, I have been part of some other festivals as well. I told you that I, I'm a part of Shunya festival as well, where the uh, model is pretty much the same. Just that uh, we have different bunch of people from different other profiles. And they're also, this is organized in a serene place by somewhere in the Himachals, uh, near a riverside property, where again, the idea is to just bring you to numbness or the Shunya, actually the Shunya aspect of it where you feel that what is the power of actually doing nothing. Like I'm parallelly telling you two things. One thing is where we understand the power of doing a lot of things. And this specific festival actually taught us about how beautiful is the state of doing nothing. And this is this festival was about nothingness. So, so you get to evaluate like where your interest is lying. As I said, again, where you should be going with whatever you are satisfied with. Exactly. When you're happy and you're satisfied with, with that thing and you get peace in that thing and that's when you do it. And that's when you, when you, you know, cross lines of, you know, being in your comfort zone, you get out of it to do those things because you love to do those things. For example, yeah. I'm not really an early riser, but then if it's for traveling and if it's for watching sunrises, I'll be exactly. up at three. If it takes you, that, you I'll can't do that. be saying that you love sunrises, but then it is a very difficult task to rise up in the morning. You can't say those things, those things parallel. That sort of and this planning doesn't re actually require a lot of things. Basic sacrifices, I would not even call this as a sacrifice. This is part of your planning. If you want to achieve something, you'll have to act upon that. Everything can't be fed directly to us, but then yeah. We, we should not be complicating things. These are pretty simple things which can be easily sorted. Exactly. And you will take out time for those things when you really want to do those things. So you'll, you'll find ways. Just like for playing PUBG, <laughs> you find ways. So you'll find ways <laughs> for this as well. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, coming towards the travel experiences, uh, Mayank, so you have traveled a lot and you do that, you know, not so luxury travels and you do offbeat travels a lot. So uh, any experiences and, you know, things that you observed as an artist as well. So also you also painted a, uh, an art, you know, on a wall somewhere in Imagel again. So what was that experience and uh, could you share something about that and then we'll come to try. I in fact was going to quote that instance only which happened very recently like back yes. towards the end of this year, the last year I mean. Uh, in December I was uh, at Beat for a project that was there. I collaborated with the hostel to uh, make some wall art pieces for them. Uh, but then I was, I was parallelly following a girl on Instagram by the name Manika. I, I do not know how I actually ended up following her but she was always doing a lot of lively things there and there. And uh, she was into art, she was into dance. I somehow ended up meeting her randomly at a cafe there. Uh, we had a quick chat and she also said that, yeah, we have, uh, she has been following my work. And uh, we randomly planned that, why should we not do so? If we have met here by coincidence, we should be doing something here, wow. which is very random. She is also random and I, I also told her that I also resonate with that sort of randomness. 
So we just instantly went to a store, got all the art supplies, picked a random wall. It was not an assignment for us. We picked a random wall, asked the property owner if he is okay. He was really happy that his wall is going to be looking much more appealing than what it usually to be was to be. Um, and, and we started painting that. It took two days, uh, made a wall art for them. And then uh, it was right at the spot, one of the main tourist spot in me. And, and that was a great experience. I, I mean, the randomness that was there, meeting a co-traveler or a fellow artist at a random place uh, and, and ending up making something which is lasting uh, at a place. Like you you left your memory, you left your presence there at that place. Exactly. So till date, I, I, I would have received like n number of stories where people actually tagged us that, hey, they loved our work and they still are doing so. So those kind of experiences actually are something that you take in life. It's not that hey, I completed that project in office and I received an award for that. That doesn't actually go along with your life. These kind of memories and experiences are something that you take along your long journey of your life. This is so cool, man. This is so cool. I did not know the entire story behind it. And I just saw it on Instagram <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that is so cool, man. And I want to do this it next totally time. totally random. I, I want to do this Yeah, we can definitely plan something like that. Yes, and that's really awesome. Yeah. yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. This is something I think uh, randomness is something people should choose more often. Yeah, randomness hardly disappoints you if you are doing or choosing that randomness from your heart. Hmm. It all depends whether you are doing it by mind or by heart. If you're doing it by heart, it would never disappoint. Whether or not that the output was good or not, you would take the process as the memory along with you. You would love the process and that process, I, I mean, we, we read about different sort of stuff. It's not the goal or the end output. It is the process that kind of sticks with us and that we should actually be enjoying the process and not the goals. Also, it takes you out of your comfort zone. Like you did not plan exactly. this. This was not in your schedule and you just randomly did this. So it was taking you out of your comfort zone as well. Otherwise, you would be like, nah, yaar, I'll not do it right now. I have these things to do, you know. <laughs> This could happen with a lot of people. If you plan everything and do everything accordingly, it becomes really monotonous and that traveling uh, experience while apart goes away. So yeah, so that's that's pretty awesome. So uh, let's come to the travel experiences, Mayang. So you have traveled a lot and being an artist, you observe a lot of things. So any, uh, you know, funny or weird experiences that you might have had while traveling? Mm, one funny incidents, I would not exactly call it funny. Uh, when I planned my Bhutan trip, that okay. was basically because I was always fascinated about Buddhism. Um, another thing was I wanted to learn about Mandala. Uh, whatever I had read about Mandala, it had a lot of context that uh, Buddhist, Buddhist, people who follow Buddhism or Buddhists have been practicing Mandalas since ages now. I saw a lot of Mandalas throughout Bhutan, but I did not find any single person who actually was practicing Mandala. It, it was a little weird thing for me. I was actually trying to figure out who all are there. And, and then there were some language barriers that it, a lot of them did not know English. And uh, I, I wanted to, even if they were part of that um, exhibits where mandalas were drawn, they might not have directly drawn them, but then they have the, this in their curriculum. Like there, there is a lot of relevance of mandala um, in their day-to-day -day life. Uh, interestingly, to give you a very brief is, a lot of monks prepare mandalas collectively by using a lot of sands and all colored sands and powders. They spend days to make it and the day they complete it, they just wipe it off with a bleed. 
the context is nothing is permanent in this world okay they they spend a lot of time they make beautiful designs like like you would not even want to anyone look at it uh, evil with, with evil eyes to kind of uh, make sure that it is intact and the beauty remains with it but then asunadas is completed they just wipe it off yeah and that was a very interesting thing that i got to know about it it and hurts just actually, while listening to that you it know it hurts <laughs> it actually hurt but then it gave a lot of kind of perspective to me that yes nothing it is the fact we have to accept that the, the fact that whether it is sorrows whether it is happiness or whether it is our own existence nothing is permanent you get to learn a lot from experiences experiences are the ones that gives you uh, and specifically travel you get to know about different cultures languages what is there in the mind of different people our set of beliefs would be completely different from a set of belief who is living like at a kilometers distance from us their belief might be like completely different we, when we travel we get to know about those kind of beliefs perspectives and then over the time what happens is you are okay with things like when i say okay with things like nothing actually surprises you you are okay to accept people how they actually are whereas if we do not have that experiences we find everything very uncomfortable if they are not happening as per us exactly and that unnecessarily troubles no one else apart from us ourselves we are the ones who only trouble ourselves so when you travel you get that exposure you and, and that teaches you a lot in life exactly travel does start to you so again uh, another travel experience so i am really really fond of coincidences i get really excited by whatever happens on coincidences in fact i had a a detailed conversation about this with ritam as well we both are believer of coincidences like like we we parallelly discussed upon how nothing is a coincidence but then you do not find what actually was the reason of that coincidence so i was once um so that my my when i was traveling to bhutan so that trip was along with the northeast trip so there was this guy in my office with whom i just used to have an exchange of i and once you have that for a long period of time uh, you start like the, those exchange of smile turns into uh, the exchange of eyes turns into smiles and all so i had that kind of basic smile exchange for 3 years i had never spoken to that guy and uh, i was uh, I, i went to the nongriat double decker road bridge trek which was like going down 4000 steps and then going uh, and, and that was uh, not a very easy trek for me when i went there i found that guy towards the end of the trek sitting there and smoking and when i <laughs> and then i finally met that person got to know his name and that i ran i was really wondering like i see this person every day in my office for i've been seeing him for 3 years now <laughs> and where am i actually meeting this person another incident happened so i on the maternal side on that same trip when i was uh, doing uh, when i was in bhutan i was traveling to i was doing my trek to tiger's nest um, a couple was walking on that trek and i saw uh, that uh, a lady on that uh, from that couple that particular lady was not feeling very comfortable uh, because it was a trek i offered her some water and uh, i offered her some chickies that i had in my bag i offered if you would like to have chickies she got really fascinated how do you have chickies here in bhutan so we started having some basic conversation that i am a marwadi and then i always have chickies or those sort of things in my bag so we she also that she she again got really excited that hey i am also a marwadi so on the maternal side i have a big big family Yeah. we cutting the story short we found out that we are part of the same family whatsapp group 
and we have never met in the past. As a group of like hundred people, we knew each other by name. We have never met each other, but then coincidentally, we are meeting at a tiger's nest trek there in Bhutan, where I just spoke to two people, and one of them turned out to be a relative who are part of the same WhatsApp. So these are again like fun. Right. So, so very fond of coincidences and and these kind of things really excite me in terms of like how can you meet different type of people in the world and and how the world is really really small. Exactly, exactly. That's so true, man. And but the universal coincidence to find one relative out of <laughs> out of the two people that you just met, you know, and yes. only met in Bhutan. Like wow. <laughs> <laughs> so. The subpur, I saw something on your Facebook and the insights out. So, is that something that you are still doing? And if you are still doing, what is it? So, insights out is not there. So, insights out was a startup news portal that I used to run back in 2014. We wrote around 300 articles for different brands. We collaborated with a lot of content festivals. We used to write tech reviews. It was a good platform with a good reach. Does that? Uh, a lot of technical details were all required. I do not have a bandwidth to do again. Uh, for me also, there is a limit to do things. So <laughs> I had also our interest for kind of rooting in some other domain. So we took a pause from there. And uh, the Sabu that you are talking about is a project that was there. Uh, when I was in college, it was a project that I started with two of my friends. Um, one was a photographer. The, two, the two other was photographers. This was basically an art uh, Art and Photography Club that was meant for Delhi University. Primarily started in our college under the National Services Team, National NSS, uh, which is a government campaign or a government body, which sponsored uh, all the activities that we did on the front of art and photography, like organizing workshops. Um, there were a lot of supplies that we at the college level uh, were not able to afford and hence NSS used to support it. Uh, from the front of photography, they, they helped us take printouts of them, uh, arrange basic lightings and all, and all those things were carried on by that name. Prasadvar basically means imagination. Uh, so we started that. It is still running. A lot of um, university students, early university students are part of it. Uh, wow. Still running there in the college. So yeah, I am proud to say that yeah, I was one of the founders of that. That's so amazing. The lot of things that you do are, you know, just not random hobby things. They are something that you can benefit from all of the people. So I would like to ask about your NGO, A Bit We Can, the, the idea behind A Bit We Can and how people can join you if they want to. So idea of Bit We Can is what it actually says. People like us who have a daily chorus of activities, we have day-to-day -day tasks where we want to do some sort of social activities, but our schedule is not allowing us to do so. And then parallel thought that comes into our mind is if we get associated with some NGO, there is going to be a set of responsibilities. Or if I join an NGO and if I'm not able to do things for them, there is going to be sort of a guilt that I'm actually not able to do something. But and, and with that thought, we kind of uh, restrict ourselves to join such organizations because we, we, we as humans are scared of a lot of things. And this is one of the thought uh, that we are scared on that front as well. That's where we thought that we should be starting somewhere where people should not be uncomfortable doing these kind of activities because of some basic issues like time management and all those kind of things. So the name is Bit We Can, which means Jitna Bhi Kar Sakem or whatever we can do. So we started rolling out campaigns and uh, kind of pushing people to very, very basic things in their life, which brings a positive impact in the society. 
and they can get a recognition of being a part of social organization from us even if they are doing that basic activity like even if they are planting a single sapling in a year they can get a membership certificate from us and we are not going to ask much from them if they're going to kind of help uh, someone set up say for example a paytm account or or if they are kind of helping any one educate like by a very basic thing if, even if like for any social activity for that matter can be categorized as one of the contributions to the society so we pushed people like who are on the corporates and all to do those activities and we feel positive about themselves and that's where we started bit we can that's where we got attraction of a lot of people um, they started supporting us and that was serving the purpose uh, we we kind of a lot of people started believing in this idea so that's where uh, my ngo journey started that is still running we work on multiple causes we work on mental health but then uh, we do a lot of random activities where we we just ask people to do anything that brings happiness in their mind so that's the goal of bit we can if anyone wants to join or be a part of bit we can uh, they can reach out to me or anyone they can reach out on the instagram of bit we can or anywhere else any any medium is good for us that is so beautiful thing that bit we can does and every i imagine i think everybody can participate in that you don't have to really be a part of bit we can if you're doing something good you are a part of bit we can and i'll provide the links to connect in the description box below so do go check them out and thank you <laughs> welcome so mayank any last message for our listeners and viewers um last messages do not be kind of in a state where you think a lot we should just act anything we, we should be random uh, i think this is a, a lot of the things that we discussed was around randomness i want to kind of refloat that message again that we life is too short to be kind of doing too much of planning we know that covid again i'm touching base on that that covid has taught us a lot of things i in fact pl- used to plan a lot of things but nothing actually got materialized because the circumstances were such so just do whatever makes you happy just do not blame yourself for anything and if it is if doing nothing also makes you happy to do, do do nothing for that matter like anything that brings you happiness is the goal or we, and, and you should be working in that direction exactly and thank you so much for this beautiful message again mayank so thank you so much for being on inspiring explorers mayank this was absolutely amazing talking to you and mayank has some really Likewise. great you know things to do you should check <laughs> all of them out i think we cannot cover all of them in this interview but we'll surely you can check him out and you know, cover all of the things that he does i think we we all can do it it is not that difficult trust me if in case you want to kind of spend some time discussing how it can be done i'm happy to kind of guide that to you wonderful so you can connect to him via social media to connect with him yeah Thank you so yep. much Mayank. Thank you. So this was Mayank's inspiring life journey so far and some interesting travel experiences. Thank you so much for giving your precious time to this podcast. If this episode was inspiring and insightful, please do drop a comment on my Instagram and YouTube @mybohovoyage. Also do check out my YouTube channel @mybohovoyage for the video version of this episode. Please do subscribe and give a 5 star rating and hopefully write a review for inspiring explorers. Also please don't forget to connect with me on Instagram and YouTube. Drop me a hi or send me a comment so that I know we are in this journey together. This has been Akshay Shrivastava your host for Inspiring Explorers saying goodbye. See you next week with an amazing inspiring interview. Till then take care.